Welcome to the Ten of Those podcast, where we are discussing all things Christian reading. And uh, at Ten of Those, we believe that if a book puts you to Jesus, uh, then it might just change your life. I'm Rob. I'm Jonathan. And uh, today we're talking together about the right choice of books. So from the books that we choose to sell at Ten of Those, uh, right through to the books that we as individuals might want to read and when. interesting thought about books there have been 130 million different titles published around the world to date and every year another 500,000 books published which is a lot of books so however much you read whether you start reading now and carry on for the next 70 years you're not even going to scratch the surface of the books that are available <laughs> we should change we should change, the, we should change the name of this podcast to uh <laughs> interesting facts from rob bagley that'll encourage you in your reading because you'll realize you'll never get through the most of them <laughs> you're never going to do it so it's just up. meaningless 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 and the point is you've got to choose wisely yeah. because you're going to miss you're going to miss most of the books that are out there yeah so choose wisely what you're going to read and that's what we're talking about today isn't it because these are books that are going to shape our lives they'll shape our thoughts our beliefs yeah. about ourselves and the world around us so uh, uh the bible says that what well, bad company corrupts good character doesn't it so if we yeah. if we are choosing wisely then we'll walk with the wise that's my mm. view on books yeah. So tell us, Jonathan, how, how do we choose the books that we sell at 10 of those? How do you choose what to stock? Yeah. Um, well, it's down to three main points, really. So first of all, the content, does it hold to the Bible? Does it make much of Jesus? That's that's the first point we're, we're trying to judge every book on, um, because at 10 of those, we only want to sell books that hold to the Bible and um, and that make much of Jesus. And it doesn't mean that if it's not on the 10 of those site, it doesn't hold to the Bible. We're not the only sort of authority on, on that, but we want it so that if you go to 10 of those, you have that confidence of you'll know that this points to Jesus. So that, that's the first point. Second point is um, how accessible is it? That doesn't mean, you know, can everybody read it? But it, it's, you know, are things like, is it well written? Is it interesting? Is it too long? Is it, you know, is it too short that it's not much value type thing? So we're working on accessibility, but also practical things. Um, what's the font size like? Is that readable? Is the cover so horrendous that nobody's ever going to buy it? There's plenty of Christian books like that. And then third point of um, price. Uh, so uh, there may be two like-for-like books, but one is priced at the very high end and one's priced at the medium end. Well, most likely we're going to go for the medium end because for our mission, we believe that if we can get as many books out as possible and we want to scatter that seed as, as far as possible. So we'll we'll often go for the, for the lower price point with the, uh, hopefully the result that more copies can go out. Again, doesn't mean that the more expensive one doesn't hold to the Bible or isn't worth reading, but just for our mission and what we're seeking to achieve, that's that's a factor. And so on those three points, we're deciding what 10 of those sell. Um, yeah, but- it's it, it sounds, sorry to interrupt, but it sounds just yeah. like you, as you're talking now, it, it sounds more like we, we are a trusted friend who recommends a book to you rather than the arbiter of what is right and wrong. Yeah, I'd hope so. Uh, I'd hope we are because yeah, we're friend. <laughs> yeah, as, well, as we've had this conversation before, we, we've thought about 
um, not being the thought police, not not essentially yeah. saying that you know these are the only good books to read, yeah. um, because you couldn't possibly do that. Well, we're um, trying to serve the church by by making those recommendations. You know how if there are what did we say 130 million books? Okay, well, how many of those are Christian books? Well, there's there's a lot. Let's say that. Um, how do you pick what you're going to read, other than you know? Christian friends coming alongside and saying, this is really good. You should get hold of this. And that's what we're trying to do to serve the church so that there is, is discernment. Like you say, not to be the thought police, because um, maybe we'll talk about this. I don't know. But um, there's, there's value in, in reading those that you don't necessarily agree with or come from a different school of thought. There is value in that. But equally, if most people are only reading you know, 30, 40, 60 books a year, uh, in their lifetime, sorry, um, then <laughs> pick wisely, um, pick very carefully. And that's what we want to try and help with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what... We don't always get it right. Let, let's just say that, you know, like <laughs> all of our authors, we too are fallible. So we can get it wrong, hopefully not too often, but um, we do, We, you know, just if we, because we draw a line somewhere, doesn't mean that somewhere just beyond it isn't, but it's this idea of everything that we do sell absolutely uh, comes with our sort of stamp of approval. And, and yeah, and we've seen that happen. We've seen that happen haven't we, with authors that we have in the past recommended. And we, we've seen some of those authors have perhaps gone off track and we've, we've had to change, change yeah. tack as well, haven't we? Sadly, yeah. I can think of one book that's in its fourth edition and it's it's all about um, the the danger of ministry and it's on its fourth edition because the people who've endorsed it have each fallen away on each of the different editions so it, it oh. you know that is a clear warning for us that we we are fallible and we've we must remember that gosh yeah to think on that for a moment wow but that is a big challenge isn't it that uh, that anybody that does write a book just because it's on your bookshelf just because it's in print mm. in between a nice nicely bound up it doesn't mean that that, that yeah. it's going to be right for you yeah and i think you know when when it comes to selecting books there are certain authors and certain publishers that perhaps we can be somewhat more relaxed about i think on one level saying well okay i know this author and I know what they stand for. Maybe they're even the minister of your church. And so you can you can watch their life and doctrine a bit more um, carefully. Um, um, but then there are others that perhaps we don't know. And it just it's worth remembering that caution of, uh, well, before I take this as kind of gospel truth, let me hold it against the gospel truth, the book that... Uh, is infallible because it's written by the one who who knows all things and uh, is Lord of, of of all. Let me hold it up against that, and that's what we're trying to do all the time. Okay, let's hold it up to Scripture. How does it stand? Um, and yeah, just a little bit of of poison in your diet um, can be deadly. So we've got to even just watch for those. I remember somebody saying to me. Early on in my Christian life, Jonathan, don't get knocked off one degree now because it may seem a, mm -hmm. a small amount, but in 30 years' time, you'll be nowhere. And uh, so that's why we've got to watch it carefully. Yeah, 
How many degrees are you out now then? Oh, well, I like to think none, but that's part of the problem. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think that that's the key, isn't it? That Just the humility to know that not everything that everybody says is right. Mm. I often say I don't agree with everything I say, so mm. I'm not necessarily going to agree with everything that another author says. But if he's pointing me back to Christ, if that author is pointing me back to Scripture, then does it matter if does it matter if a book isn't entirely on point? Interesting, because I, I I absolutely agree with everything I say, but only at the time <laughs> only at the time that I'm saying it. Um, but ten minutes later, I might have changed my mind, or you know, a year or two later. And so, yeah, I I can vigorously hold, hold to what I'm saying, but um, but realize, you know, too late perhaps that, yeah, I was wrong. But um, I'm going to turn it back on you. What? How do you pick what you're reading? Firstly, recommendations from friends, or if I've seen something publicly rec recommended from yeah. somebody that I trust, if it's a book that um, follows along the lines of, say, a conference that I've been to, or perhaps yeah. that the church are preaching on, if, if my church are, are doing a Bible study and they, they recommend a book to read. So that's how I would come across books generally. Although, of course, it's a bit weighted for me working with 10 of those. Yeah. We have so many books to read, don't we? I mean, that personally, that's how I read most of my books because they're books that we're recommending. Um, I think also stages of life. You, you yeah. read different books at different stages of life for a long time. Manning the bookstall, seeing I mean, what the Jesus Storybook Bible on the table there for so long, never read it. Now yeah. I've got children. Yeah, it's pretty much the book that I read the most, really. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah. realize. Yeah. So there are definitely different books for different seasons of life, aren't there? Too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are, and I think that's one of the reasons I I get slightly nervous when recommending books. And and perhaps I say or others say, you know, every Christian should read this. Well, not every Christian is at the same point. Um, not only are they not at the same sort of level of reading, um, but they're, you know, in a different place spiritually in their walk with the Lord. They, you know, a new Christian is going to be reading something quite different generally to somebody who's, you know, been a Christian for 30 years. And so, um, yeah, I'm slightly cautious to say every Christian uh, should um, should read this. What about um, what about reading people you don't necessarily agree with uh, or think you know may, they're from a different school of thought? This is something I'm I'm toying with at the moment, and just even within work conversations with colleagues of what do we do? We don't want to be the thought police as we touched on earlier. We want to be gatekeepers, but we do want to challenge and and not be predictable you know because we're only coming from one angle or whatever how do we do how do we handle that yeah um i mean you, you have to tread wisely i think and thoughtfully because you can be convinced by an author it's it's a mm. one-way conversation isn't it uh, you're reading a book uh, somebody's organized their thoughts uh to be convincing they've put them down on the written page and it's a, it is a one-way street isn't it um mm. so i think as you're reading authors you have to be weighing it up with scripture weighing it up with what you know 
But I also think that if you're not careful, your your own orthodox little world can become a little world. And actually, maybe you're not enjoying the full breadth of of Christ speaking through his people, the the wider church. And um, I think looking at somebody's life, uh, where 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 do they go? Where where is the author taking you? Mm. Uh, I'm I'm quite I, I'm on high alert personally. If somebody is essentially saying, "But did God really say that?" Right. Yeah. You know, well, and, <laughs> we, and, we know somebody I've, who said that, don't we? And in the garden. exactly and, and then, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. These these are the first words we hear, don't we? From from the enemy. Did God really say? Mm. And some people build entire ministries on. Did God really yeah. say and write yeah. entire books on it? Um, just one experience for me was I uh, read a lot of Tozer and um, somebody just com- commentating on Tozer's life said that he was really influenced by, now I think I think the name was Francois Fenelon, the French Catholic bishop. Right. And um, Tozer was really influenced by his writing. So I, I went back and read some of his stuff. Now I wouldn't naturally lean towards reading um, French Catholic from the 17th century, but actually really, really rich writing, you know, Mm. one of the challenges with reading broadly and um, can be a good thing. I think you need to do it knowing knowing what you believe, knowing why you believe it with, with an open handedness of, God challenge me if if my understanding is wrong if my uh, if my um, presuppositions have, have kind of led me to somewhere that's not right um, but equally um, we don't want to be well it's going back to this point just a little bit of of poison or a little degree off now can have a big impact so equally as we are considering who we read we want to ensure that we're exposing ourselves to truth because the devil he's many things but he's cunning you know he's mm. subtle uh it's not going to come in with flashing lights saying you know careful because this is about to be heresy you know he will he will drop think about the the lion the witch in the wardrobe and the 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 witch with the um with the um turkish delights you know that's the way Satan works of like very cunning. I'll, I'll get you to swallow a little bit. And then um, it's one of the reasons I never have Haribo because the first bite <laughs> is always nice. But then by the time you've eaten a whole bag or three, you feel really sick. And I think that's what sin's a bit like. It seems really appealing and appetizing. And we've got to watch the authors and doctrines uh, can can be a bit like that. You, oh, I'll, I'll read a little bit of this. And before you know it, yeah way off so but trusted friends i think is what we're saying isn't it um yeah yeah we're saying and i think breadth and variety doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get lost out in the wastelands because there's there's a great breadth and variety within known and trusted circles you Mm. just have to maybe look back a bit or um look look across to maybe different countries different writers from different um Mm. cultures Mm. C.S. Lewis, you know, you mentioned him, what Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe. He said, read old books, didn't he? Yeah. I can't remember the exact quote, but don't just read new books. Yeah. But read old books because we've got 2,000 years of Christian history to read and you can you can get some real deep, rich 
Um, I'm sure he believes but, that even more now that he, he's not <laughs> around. But <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm cynical. But uh, yes, yeah. But I mean, I, I've I've been deeply enriched in my own life by choosing some older books to read. Um, I, I think it's because they're people from different cultures. Yeah. Their their walks are different. Yeah. They have a different experience in life. You know, if I'm only yeah. reading. I think what what a lot of Christian uh, writing can be is modern 21st century self-help yeah. books, really. Well, I, I think this is an interesting point. I'm sorry, you're going to get sort of a little bit of the, the downside of the book world at the moment. I think there are far too, well, one, there's far too many books, full stop, which we touched upon. Uh, it's very easy to print a book now and um, as a result, much harder to, to sell because there's so much out there. But I just wonder whether some of our authors should should uh, should wait. They should be a bit, well, they should be a bit older, you know, actually. OK. But anyway, yes, this is totally on a different tangent. But uh, maybe we maybe we save that for a different podcast. Of uh, Oh, you can't leave us there. But, Come on. Well, yeah, maybe we can. But I, I think it's just the point of, uh, you know, I just wonder whether some of these authors should do a few more laps around the, around the track before they write down their thoughts of how they, you know, approach this or that. But, um, you know, maybe that's just, maybe that's just a grumpy me. Um, grumpy maybe I'm looking forward to seeing the comments. Are we going to have a, uh, are we going to have a facility where people can comment on this? I'm looking forward to seeing the comments. Yeah. Rob's email is. <laughs> But I, I, there are a lot of thoughts out there, aren't there? Particularly if you step outside of the book world, published yeah. book world, because of course, on Facebook, on you know yeah. social media of all kinds, you can find lots of opinions. And so, I think what we're wanting to do is is really just to gather some wisdom together here and recommend yeah. these books will be good for you. They'll point you to Christ. Well, That's you mentioned earlier different books for different seasons and so while i would be slightly hesitant to say every christian should read this book or that book one thing i probably would want to argue is every christian at whatever stage they're at um should be reading christian biography and pick whatever biography you want um because i think we can learn from those who've you know been great heroes of the faith as well as those that have have messed up um, but I think good biography shows us what um, theology can look like lived out in every day. It can show us what God can do with a life that's dedicated to him. And so, you know, whether it is the great heroes like the Ten Booms or Elizabeth Elliot or, you know, Hudson Taylor, these sorts of people, or, you know, just a, a local Christian businessman who's lived differently and 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 put God first ahead of his business, these sorts of things. I think there's a lot that can be learned from, from biography. And I, I would challenge people, if they haven't read biography or haven't read it for a long time, get a recommendation of a good biography from, from somebody and um, and read it. And, and there are plenty of good short biographies to get started with, aren't there, as well? So uh, yeah. there's a sort of... A- a compilation perhaps of 10 or 12 yep. Christian stories, testimonies, they are encouraging, really encouraging. And to when you read a book, you're walking with the author through their trials, through their 
rejoicing yeah. and that's a really healthy thing isn't it yeah it's funny because i think a lot of biographies are a you know <laughs> the, the best-selling ones are often where people have gone through a really hard time and why why are they the popular ones why do we turn to a, a hiding place or a evidence not seen and and i think it is because we all walk through hard times and so these books can show us um and give us kind of chunks of theology to to hang on to uh in those times when we're finding it out i'll never forget the line from the hiding place where cory and betsy are in the concentration camp cory turns to betsy and says there is no pit so deep that god's love is is not deeper still and i've lost count how many times i've i've come back to that in my mind thinking right okay there is no pit so deep. So what I'm going through right now, God's love is greater than this. And um, but that's the sort of thing biography teaches. Um, I uh, I could go on and on, which everyone would be delighted to hear. Um, it's like when a preacher says, I could go on about this for a long time. And you think, oh, please don't. But I think biography... Yeah, and everybody looks at their watch, don't they? Everybody <laughs> looks at their watch. Not now, Pastor, not now. Oh, really? But, I, you know, everyone should be reading good biography. That points them to Yeah, that. yeah. I think for me, a, a devotional, to yeah. have a good devotional that just sits there with your Bible that you can pick up and um, just dip into, you know, I think we all have Do you use the same days. one all the time or do you no. switch? Or... Yeah, I switch. Yeah, I've, I've definitely got plenty of different ones. And, I, and because I know the author's do you know, sometimes you ever just sense your own need. I need mm. somebody that's going to speak tenderly to me today. Yeah. And you know, I've I've not I've not picked up a Bible for a couple of weeks, and I just need somebody to just encourage me, yeah. not not to not to beat me up, just to just to give me some good, point me to yeah. Jesus, speak to me kindly about Christ. And so I know that I've got devotions that will do that. Other times, you know, maybe I want a bit more of a challenge, and I'll pick up a devotional that will. Or a devotion that will lead me through scripture. You know, however long you've been a Christian, it can be hard, can't it, to pick up, up your Bible and to to start reading if you've not read for a few weeks, a few months, you know. Here's something, and then we can move on entirely, but I'll drop in um, something that I think at least is interesting. But I, I read a lot of missionary biography. It is unbelievably common how often... Uh, the the subject uh, reads Daily Light every day. I, mm. I am just staggered the number of times you, you're reading it and you think, oh, wow, this person has such spiritual depth and insight. And then they reference, and I was reading in my daily readings from Daily Light. Just, it just happens so often. But anyway, so yes. The, what, is it, the, what is it about Daily Light? So what, what is it about Daily Light that, do you know, I asked my dad once why why had such an impact, and he said when they were pulling it all together, the hours that the group spent in prayer together, mm. you know, would not be a coincidence if that was the case. But but it draws to your point on you know have something good that is going to be feeding you daily, um, you know, whatever it is. Um, Daily light or some other devotion. I, I have the reason I asked do you chop and change that I have to chop and change. My attention span mm. is oh look a B, um, but you know it's so short. I, uh, I just you know I need to chop and change, which isn't always great for discipline, um, you know, or you know, lack of it. But um, with the word by Warren Wiersbe has been 
really good for me. He goes through every chapter of the Bible and just gives you one paragraph on it. And um, that, that's been that's been helpful. But like you say, there are times where you need something a bit deeper or heavier and, um, and other times where you just need a little word. And yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, speaking of attention span, let's draw yeah. it together, shall we? Well, what's the first thing you're going to do when the podcast ends now? Um, I'm probably going to look back over my shelf and try and reread a book that is that is kind of stuck out to me in the past um, for whatever reason. And, you know, maybe even on the next podcast, you can say, how do you get on with that? But uh, yeah, probably go back to something that stuck out to me before and try and reread it. Do you want to pray for us? Yeah. Father, thank you for this time to, to chat. We, uh, we're grateful for your, for your presence. We want to make much of you. And uh, as we pick our books, would you guide us, uh, give us wisdom, give us discernment, give us a, a soft heart to be hearing uh, from you uh, through the many gifted writers that you have given uh, the church. Um, but Father, may it be always and only about you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.